Hello, I'm Maria Titizian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of October 14. In the news, the advanced group of the European Civilian Monitoring Mission arrives in Yerevan. French President Emmanuel Macron accuses Russia of stoking the Armenia-Azerbaijani conflict for the past two years and recent clashes as part of an effort to destabilize the South Caucasus. At the summit of CIS leaders in Astana, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan says that the risk of new aggression by Azerbaijan remains high. And Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev says that if important points in the November 2020 ceasefire statement are not implemented, they will have no choice but to, quote, take action. Today, the advanced group of the European Civilian Monitoring Mission arrived in Yerevan. EU Special Representative to the South Caucasus, Toivo Klar, tweeted that the 27 member states have acted rapidly to respond to Armenia's request, adding that the aim of the deployment of the mission will be to monitor the situation and support Armenia-Azerbaijan stabilization on the ground. Yesterday, the ambassadors of EU member states approved the deployment of the mission at a meeting of a commission dealing with political and security issues. Azadutyun, citing its diplomatic sources, reports that the mission will include 50 members, but it is still not known from which countries. The arrival of the EU monitoring mission comes following talks in Prague on October 6 between Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan, Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev, French President Emmanuel Macron, and the President of the European Council, Charles Michel. In Prague, Armenia agreed to the deployment of a European civilian mission on its border with Azerbaijan. Aliyev agreed to cooperate to the extent that Azerbaijan is concerned. The mission will be deployed to ensure stability on the border and support the demarcation process. Moscow condemned the EU involvement in the Armenia-Azerbaijan conflict, accusing Brussels of trying to oust Russia out of the mediation process between the two countries. Maria Zakharova, Russia's foreign ministry representative, stated earlier this week that disputes between Yerevan and Baku can only be settled within the trilateral statements, this includes the November 9, 2020, January 11, and November 26, 2021 statements reached between the leaders of Armenia, Azerbaijan, and Russia. Also this week, French President Emmanuel Macron accused Russia of stoking the Armenia-Azerbaijan conflict for the past two years. He also blamed Russia for purposefully provoking the recent clashes between Armenia and Azerbaijan as, quote, part of an effort to destabilize the Caucasus region and beyond. What's been happening on the border the last two years? 5,000 Russian soldiers are allegedly there to guarantee the border, but the Russians have used this conflict, which dates back several centuries, and played Azerbaijan's game with Turkish complicity and came back to weaken Armenia, which was once a country it was close to, Macron said. Moscow condemned Macron's statements, calling them blatant and absolutely unacceptable. According to Russia's foreign ministry, such rhetoric is in line with the West's anti-Russian sentiments and attempts to transfer the logic of confrontation from Ukraine to other parts of the post-Soviet space, including the South Caucasus. Moscow also announced that, quote, the absurd fabrications of the French president speak of Paris's disinterest in establishing lasting peace in the region and call into question his country's ability to play a constructive role there. The Foreign Ministry of Russia also noted that Paris's attempts to drive a wedge into Russia's relations with Azerbaijan and Armenia, which are both close partners to them, and with which Russia is united by long-term and multifaceted ties, are doomed to failure and will only lead to further depreciation of France's authority in the region. The foreign ministers of Armenia and Russia, Arad Mirzoyan and Sergei Lavrov, uh, also met this week 
in Astana, Kazakhstan, on October 12 on the sidelines of the, the CIS Foreign Minister's Council. Before the meeting kicked off, Mirzoyan presented Armenia's discontent with Russia's inaction regarding Azerbaijan's September 13-14 attack on Armenia. Mirzoyan said that while Armenia stays committed to the Russian-brokered trilateral statements of 2020 and 2021, it expects concrete steps from Russia. Speaking about Azerbaijan's recent aggression against Armenia, Mirzoyan said that only, quote, someone with a vivid fantasy can link the aggression to the absence of demarcation and delimitation of the Armenia-Azerbaijan border. We see that Azerbaijan's appetite is only growing. It is not only about Nagorno-Karabakh, although the problems there have not been resolved either, but also about the sovereign territory of Armenia. Armenia is Russia's strategic partner, and we expect Russia's clear position here, Mirzoyan said. Armenia's foreign minister also referred to Russia's statement during the UN Security Council session on September 15, when Azerbaijan's aggression against Armenia was discussed, saying that some countries with which Armenia does not have a long allied partnership were more objective in their statements and addressed the actual situation on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border. Speaking about the European and American mediation efforts, Mirzoyan stated that there are many offers from international actors, that Armenia needs the support of those actors, and awaits Russia's clear stance regarding this as well. At the same time, Russia's Foreign Minister Lavrov told Mirzoyan that the CSTO, this is the Collective Security Treaty Organization, is also ready to dispatch a monitoring mission on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border, stating that as Armenia is the presiding country of the CSTO, it must initiate a council meeting where members can reach a decision. Mirzoyan, in response, stated that Armenia has been trying to do exactly that, but it has not been successful since, quote, everybody is busy. As a reminder, following the September 13-14 Azerbaijani attack on Armenia, two CSTO fact-finding missions visited Armenia and presented their findings and suggestions to resolve the situation on the border to Armenian officials. One of those delegations was headed by CSTO Secretary General Stanislas Zaz. It is not known what those suggestions were, and the CSTO has not taken any further steps since that visit. Mirzoyan and Lavrov also discussed issues regarding uh, the Armenia-Azerbaijan peace treaty, the settlement of the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict, and Russia-Armenia bilateral cooperation. Today, the foreign ministers of Armenia, Azerbaijan, and Russia met in Astana, Kazakhstan, on the sidelines uh, of the CIS summit. This summit has been going on for the last several days. According to Armenia's foreign ministry, the sides discussed the implementation process of the agreements reached through these trilateral statements that I mentioned earlier. They touched upon the work within the framework of the commissions on border delimitation and border security, as well as regarding unblocking economic communications and transport infrastructures in the region. During the meeting, the sides exchanged views on the development of the Armenia-Azerbaijan peace treaty and the settlement of the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. Arat Mirzoyan emphasized the need for the withdrawal of Azerbaijani troops from the sovereign territory of Armenia, the immediate release of all Armenian POWs, and the unconditional observance of the ceasefire regime. Introducing international mechanisms for monitoring and controlling the border situation was highlighted in terms of preventing any new aggression. Armenia's Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan and Azerbaijan's President Ilham Aliyev are also in Astana. Today, Russia's President Vladimir Putin invited the two leaders to hold another trilateral meeting in any city in Russia. So far, there has been no response from either country. Now, during his speech before the meeting, uh, the CIS meeting, uh, Nikol Pashinyan announced that since Armenia and Azerbaijan are working towards normalization of relations, 
The CIS plays an important role as it was agreed in Prague that the demarcation process between the two countries will rely on the fundamental documents of the CIS, according to which the former administrative borders of the Soviet republics um, have become the state borders of already independent countries, including Armenia and Azerbaijan. According to Pashinyan, this is also an important factor from the point of view of the CIS agenda because the leaders of the CIS member states will discuss the issue of the application of the CIS to obtain observer status in the CSTO. In this regard, Pashinyan noted that it is also important to understand whether the CSTO recognizes the state borders of the CIS countries established in 1991 as fundamental documents of the CIS. If we rely on comments according to which there are no borders between the CIS countries because these borders are not demarcated, it means that the zone of responsibility of the CSTO is not determined, that is, it does not exist, and that blurs the CSTO's functionality, Pashinyan said. According to the Armenian Prime Minister, another important question is whether the CIS member states recognize among themselves the borders established in 1991 as fundamental documents of the CIS. These issues have become particularly acute for us due to Azerbaijan's recent military aggression against uh, Armenia, Pashinyan said. Pashinyan also announced the risk of new aggression by Azerbaijan, saying that it remains very high, especially considering that Azerbaijan continues to consistently violate the ceasefire regime, trying to attribute their provocative actions to the Armenian side. He added that another factor of further escalation may be the inadequate response of the regional security organizations to this uh, created situation, which has raised questions in the Armenian public. During his speech, Pashinyan also noted that until now, Azerbaijan prevented the removal of the bodies of Armenian servicemen, adding that the remains of several Armenian soldiers are still in interpositional areas between Armenian and Azerbaijani military positions, which are located in the sovereign territory of Armenia. This is after the September 13 attack. Um, Pashinyan added that there is an agreement to organize the removal of the bodies in the next few days. He also expressed hope that this agreement would be fulfilled. Now, during his speech at the meeting, uh, Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev said that, contrary to what some believe, Azerbaijan does not intend to occupy the territory of Armenia. Uh, not a city or a village has been occupied, he said. He praised Russia for their role in the ceasefire proposal, adding that some attribute the ceasefire to other countries, which is completely unfounded. The armed conflicts were stopped as a result of mediation by Russia, Aliyev said. Uh, about the EU civilian monitoring mission, he said that Baku agreed to it because it is meant to assist the parties in drawing borders and defining issues related to delimitation. There were also attempts to send this mission to Azerbaijan, but these attempts were firmly rejected by us, uh, Aliyev said. Therefore, the mission will be located on the territory of Armenia in the area of responsibility of the CSTO. Speaking about French President Macron's statements, Aliyev said that they were insulting, unacceptable, false, and provocative. In these statements, he said that Azerbaijan had waged a terrible war, thereby manipulating the facts and trying to confuse France and the world community. Azerbaijan was waging a war on its internationally recognized territory, Aliyev said, adding that Gharapagh is recognized by the whole world as an integral part of Azerbaijan. We used the right of self-defense to restore our territorial integrity by force.
He went on to talk about Macron's, quote, biased statements, such as Russia played Azerbaijan's game. These were also voiced against the Russian Federation. On our part, we strongly condemn and reject such statements, and we do not see any possibility of France playing any role in the normalization, Aliyev said. Um, and he goes on, we know that another resolution against Azerbaijan is being prepared in the French Senate uh, in mid-November. So unfortunately, the current leadership of France is different from the previous ones. He said that he had, you know, quite close relations with President Chirac, President Sarkozy, with President Hollande, uh, because, as we know, Aliyev has been in power for almost two decades. And the relationship was quite measured, quite friendly, he said. Despite the factor of the Armenian diaspora there, we always accepted the activities of the previous presidents of France in a balanced manner. In essence, uh, what he was saying is that Macron destroyed all of these. He went on to say that Baku is fulfilling all the provisions of the November 9, 2020 trilateral ceasefire statement, including providing unhindered access to Gharapakh from Armenia. He went on to say that Armenia does not implement its part of the statement. It does not provide unimpeded access to Nakhichevan from Azerbaijan, although the this is its legal obligation, and it has not yet withdrawn the Armenian armed forces from the territory of Azerbaijan. He's referring to uh, the Gharapakh Defense Army. We are still showing patience, Aliyev said, but there is a limit. If these two important points of the November 2020 statement are not implemented, we will have no choice but to take adequate action. And finally, about the fate of Gharapakh Armenians, he said, our position is clear and precise. Gharapakh is Azerbaijan. The rights and security of the Armenian population of Gharapakh will be ensured in accordance with the constitution of Azerbaijan. Two days ago, on October 12, Armin Krikorian, the secretary of Armenia's Security Council, said on Armenia's public television that Yerevan and Baku are set to sign a peace treaty by the end of this year. Grigorian also noted that the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict will not be reflected in the peace treaty. According to the secretary, in order to avoid future Azerbaijani aggression, under the pretense of unclear borders, there are plans to conclude the border delimitation process by the end of the year. Grigorian said that the two sides reached such understandings during high-level peace talks that followed last month's large-scale uh, fighting on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border. He also noted that the Armenian-Azerbaijani border had been delimited in 1929, adding that Armenia and Azerbaijan must come to an understanding that this should be the basis of the upcoming delimitation process to, quote, ensure the 29,800 square kilometer territory of Armenia and move forward. On that same day, Azerbaijan's foreign minister, Jehun Bayramov, told reporters in Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan, that Baku has passed on the extended version of its five-point proposal to Armenia, which supplement the original five points that they had. According to Bayramov, this will serve as the basis for the Armenia-Azerbaijani peace treaty. This week, Isabelle Dumont, the diplomatic advisor to the French president on continental Europe and Turkey, and OSC Minsk Group French co-chair Bryce Roquefoy visited Yerevan. The French envoys were received by Prime Minister Nigol Pashinyan, Foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan, and Defense Minister Suren Babikian. The implementation of the agreements reached between uh, Prime Minister Pashinyan and French President Macron on September 26 in Paris, and the results of the Prague meeting were discussed during these high-level meetings. Reference was also made to the peace treaty to be signed between Armenia and Azerbaijan, as well as the border demarcation process and the activities of the EU civilian mission on the Armenian-Azerbaijani border. 
The Armenian officials and the French diplomats also touched upon security issues and the protection of the rights of the Armenians of Artsakh, the creation of an international mechanism for dialogue between Stepanakert and Baku, and the return of Armenian POWs held in Azerbaijan. Armenian-French cooperation in the field of defense was also discussed, in particular, issues related to the implementation of the agreements reached during the visit of Defense Minister Babikian to France on September 27. Armenia's human rights defender Christine Krikorian uh, also met with Bryce Rokfoy this week. Krikorian presented the consequences of the Azerbaijani attack on Armenia, referring to the gross and ongoing violations of international humanitarian law and human rights, the Armenian ombudsperson uh, presented the cases of torture, inhuman, and humiliating treatment of Armenian servicemen, including of female service persons by Azerbaijani armed forces. The defender also presented the closed ad hoc report of the Human Rights Defender's Office, which confirms these facts. And these and this week, more um, video evidence emerged of more war crimes being committed by Azeri forces. On October 10, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken held uh, telephone conversations with the leader of Armenia and Azerbaijan. According to the State Department, Blinken expressed appreciation for the positive steps Armenia and Azerbaijan are taking toward reaching a sustainable peace agreement, including direct talks between the foreign ministers and leaders. Secretary Blinken urged the leaders of Armenia and Azerbaijan to continue to work together on time-bound and measurable steps to support the peace process. He reiterated U.S. support, including for clear border delimitation, transportation linkages, recovery and identification of missing persons, return of detainees, and other issues. Blinken also welcomed plans for a civilian EU mission along the border with Azerbaijan to build confidence. He underscored the importance of discussions around the rights and securities for the residents of Nagorno-Karabakh and the need for both sides to maintain the ceasefire and focus on a negotiated agreement as the only path to a lasting peace. According to Pashinyan's press office, the parties also emphasized the necessity of the withdrawal of Azerbaijani armed forces from the sovereign territory of Armenia. This morning, Armenia's defense ministry reported that Azerbaijani armed forces violated the ceasefire regime uh, last night or in the early morning hours by firing different caliber firearms at Armenian positions located in the eastern part of the Armenian-Azerbaijani border. The fire of uh, Azerbaijani forces was suppressed by um, retaliatory actions of the Armenian armed forces. It has become a habit of Azerbaijan to regularly violate the ceasefire regime with Armenia amid diplomatic talks. Throughout the week, Baku has accused Armenia of firing at its military positions several times. Meanwhile, Armenia's defense ministry reports that Azerbaijani armed forces open fire in the direction of Armenia's eastern borders almost on a daily basis during the week. The Parliamentary Assembly of the Council of Europe, PACE, discussed the September 13-14 escalation on the Armenia-Azerbaijani border during its fall session this week. PACE co-rapporteurs on Armenia issued a statement raising concern regarding reports of alleged war crimes or inhuman treatment perpetrated by Azerbaijan's armed forces. We note that the Military Prosecutor's Office of Azerbaijan has decided to investigate the facts and hope that these investigations will be public and transparent. While both sides blame each other for the resumption of hostilities, Azerbaijani armed forces are occupying Armenian territory in violation of Armenia's territorial uh, sovereignty and Azerbaijan's obligations under the statute of the Council of Europe to settle conflict by peaceful means, the statement read. The co-rapporteurs on Armenia called upon Azerbaijan to immediately withdraw from all parts of the territory of Armenia and to release the prisoners of war under their control. 
And Maria Buric, the Secretary General of the Council of Europe, addressed a letter to Azerbaijani Foreign Minister Jehun Bayramov requesting to provide, quote, detailed and precise information on the measures taken by Azerbaijani authorities regarding the video footage depicting the extrajudicial killings of Armenian POWs by Azerbaijani forces. Now, more on Armenia's diplomatic efforts. Secretary of the Security Council, Armin Grigorya, met today with the head of the NATO representation in Georgia, Alexander Vinikov. The sides discussed the situation on Armenia's borders, as well as the current programs of the Armenia-NATO partnership, and outlined the possibilities of deepening cooperation in the democratic reforms of Armenia's armed forces. And Alan Simonian, the Speaker of Armenia's Parliament, was in Russia this week where he held several meetings with Russian officials. Bilateral issues as well as the situation on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border were at the center of Simonian's discussions. He also raised Armenia's concerns regarding the inaction of Russia and the CSTO. This week, Armenia abstained during a UN General Assembly vote for a resolution condemning Russia's uh, so-called illegal referendums in regions within Ukraine's internationally recognized borders and demanding it reverse its annexation declaration. Following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Armenia has abstained during all UN General Assembly votes against Russia. Over the weekend, protests erupted in Stepanagert after Aliyev's statements last week in Prague, announcing that the Armenians of Artsakh are Azerbaijani citizens and Baku will decide how to deal with them. The protesters announced that the Armenians of Artsakh are against being included within Azerbaijan. Following the protests, a delegation from Artsakh headed by President uh, Aray Karutunyan arrived in Yerevan to discuss the Prague meetings the protesters demanded. The Artsakh authorities share the results of the discussions with them. In Yerevan, Artsakh's delegation participated in a Security Council session and Aray Karutunyan met with Prime Minister Nigor Pashinyan. No further details are known regarding their discussions. Meanwhile, protesters in Stepanagert are not happy with the outcome of the visit to Yerevan. The leaders of the protests in Stepanagert are demanding that Aray Karutunyan's powers be suspended as he does not have the right to negotiate and make decisions on behalf of the population of Artsakh. During this week's cabinet meeting, Prime Minister Pashinyan announced that the three-month military training for reserve troops will now be replaced by a 25-day training. According to Pashinyan, as the current system is creating many issues because Most of the people included in the reserve troops have to leave their jobs and families for three months to participate in the training. It was decided to shorten the period of that uh, military exercises and trainings. The participants of the training will be able to choose the dates um, that they take part. The process of the new model of trainings will be finalized in the coming weeks. The government also approved a bill which entails raising the wages of contract servicemen who voluntarily take competency tests. On October 12, an Armenian serviceman was killed um, because of a mine explosion. We have no further details about the incident. They have not been made public. The European Court of Human Rights has ordered Armenia to pay 35,000 euros to the family of an Armenian conscript who died of cardiac arrest during his military service 13 years ago. The court ruled that the soldier was drafted despite health issues, which Uh, resulted in his death. And this week, the students of Brusov State University in Yerevan 
uh, went on strike protesting a government decision to amalgamate or unite uh, the Brusov University and the Pedagogical University and the Institute of Physical Education. According to the faculty of Brusov, the government made the decision without discussing it with them, without consultations. Armenia's education minister, Vartan Dumanian, announced that the decision was made to raise the efficiency and quality of higher education in Armenia. And today, uh, the students at Brusov have been protesting. We can hear uh, their chants from our office. Um, so we will be following this story, obviously. The Russian FSB has arrested an Armenian citizen in connection with the explosion of the Kerch Bridge in Crimea this week, among eight other suspects. In a statement, the FSB said the explosive device was camouflaged in plastic film rolls that left the Ukrainian port of Odessa in August and transited through Bulgaria, Georgia, and Armenia before entering Russia on October 4, which is strange. I mean, how would the truck come to Armenia and then come back out? But the cargo allegedly underwent customs clearance in Yerevan from September 29 to October 3. Armenia is a member of the Russian-led, as we know, Eurasian Economic Union, meaning that its cargo shipments to Russia, mainly carried out via Georgia, are exempt from Russian customs duties. While Armenia's prosecutor's office announced that it will investigate the matter, the State Revenue Committee announced that an X-ray scan conducted by Armenian customs officers at the border found no indications of banned substances hidden in the truck. And that's it for our weekend review. Thank you for listening. Have a safe and peaceful weekend. And Rubina uh, will be back next Friday and um, we'll tell you what's been happening. Thank you. <laughs>